This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. After all the talk about doing a road trip, I feel like I owe my listeners a glimpse into how things worked out. We decided to get an early start so that we might take advantage of the daylight hours. We do not like nor plan to be driving after dark. We want to see where we're going. We aimed for 8 a.m. and we're on the road by 8.15. The first problem occurred five minutes from home when I discovered I had forgotten my phone. That's why I always make a list, my wife commented as I turned around in a fit of frustration. I would have just left it, but considering that we might be gone two or three weeks, we turned around. We had decided to take little roads right from the doorstep so we could avoid traffic in and around Seattle, Portland, and Sacramento. The drive was along Chuckanut Drive and was sunny, clear, colorful, and everything we could have wished for. We had a reserve spot on a ferry that would take us across a short expanse of Puget Sound from La Conner to Port Townsend. Our timing was perfect. We had perhaps 15 minutes to explore the ferry terminal and enjoy the quiet and serenity that often resides along the water. We had our sights set on the Taylor Street coffee shop as we drove off the ferry. It was closed, out of business. What a disappointment. We loved that shop. We adjusted and recalled another coffee shop, bakery, that was just a few blocks away. We were saved. It wasn't long after until we pulled into an empty roadside park along Hood Canal and enjoyed a great lunch of cheese and crackers. We topped it off with a short nap. We had been on the road five hours and had logged almost a hundred miles. We were making good time. We drove through forest and along the water and then moved through forested land again to Raymond and South Bend, Washington. This place always calls for a stop. It used to be at the Boondocks Cafe, which was a beautifully designed coffee shop that stood on stilts out over the water. The blue color had been changed to orange, and the name had evolved to Elixir. The barista was very friendly, and the coffee and the small chocolate cupcakes served were perfect. We sat at an outside picnic table and enjoyed the sun and life on the river passing by. Evening saw us over the five-mile-long bridge that runs over the Columbia River at Astoria and lodged at a comfort inn right downtown in Seaside, Oregon. We managed a long walk on the beach at sunset and then a great bike ride the following morning along a beach promenade that must run for a couple of miles. We had driven over 200 miles and felt good about the first day. This morning started with the ritual Tai Chi and then the bike ride. We wanted to walk some beaches and listen to crashing waves on the second day. We did. We stopped at several parks along the scenic coast and enjoyed a great picnic lunch at Pacific City, which lies about 20 miles south of Tillamook, Oregon, and then just a few miles off of Highway 101. 
We'd been on the lookout for our favorite coffee shop all along the highway. Ruth's, back to the best, had been a real discovery the last time we had driven this coast. But we could not remember which town it was in. I spotted it as we drove through Reedsport, but it didn't have Ruthie's on the sign. We stopped anyway, and were so pleased to find that it was still Ruthie's. This place has character and everything we want in a coffee shop. It is sort of like a step back in time, and it is done holding to the views of one person with taste. It's not corporate. The evening found us in Florence, where we discovered Old Town. We'd driven through Florence many times, but had never spent enough time to discover this gem under the bridge. What a great little walking, eating, and shopping area. Great evening. The next day saw us traveling through Bandon. It has what, in our opinion, is the nicest beach walk along the coast. We always stop here at the Oregon Island Wildlife Refuge. We park on the bluff and then walk down the many steps to the windy, sunny beach. It has lots of haystacks, big rocks just off the shore, that create wonderful big surging waves of white water. Lots of birds, sand, and sun. Great place to stop, walk, eat, and take a nap. That evening saw us in Arcata, California, the town where a time stood still starting in 1965. This is the land of liberal California. Lots of bud and lots of tie-dye. Lots of long dreadlocks and beards. Dresses dragging on the ground. Peruvian sweaters and stocking caps. Lots of bikes and lots of art. I love the place. We had a great dinner at an Italian restaurant and great coffee at Arcata Cafe Brio Coffee. We postponed our early morning bike in hopes we would get one later in Santa Rosa, our next destination. We had visited here once before and loved it, so we drove south amid the vineyards sporting their fall colors. We found a great hotel, La Rosa, in Santa Rosa. Love the old part of town and all the Peanuts characters that dot the area. We also enjoyed a great evening meal at a Jackson's restaurant, followed by coffee in a wonderful place called Aroma Cafe. This is worth a stop. We held off our biking to the following day in and around Sonoma. It was harvest time at the vineyards, and we enjoyed a couple of hours of peddling through these quiet, grape-intoxicating roads. Once again, the weather was perfect, and the traffic was almost non-existent. We ended up with a great lunch at Sonoma Cheese, right across from the town square. We were ready to head our car to Sutter Creek for a stay with our daughter and family. We had driven just over a thousand miles in five days, almost 200 mile a day average. If anything, we may have driven a little too far 
each day. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, suggestions, or stories to share, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.